What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Father-Son Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Paul. And my name is Justin. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our mock draft episode. We had 78 votes. You you beat me, according to the public. Yeah, they liked your core better. I beat you? Yeah, which makes sense, what I guess. It? What was it? It was like 64% to like 36%. Oh, you got crushed then, again. All right, listen, listen. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. No, no. People hate 0RB. They don't like the way it looks on a the roster. They like to see the good running backs. When my running backs were Carrion and Latavius Murray. It makes sense. Yeah, I actually like your running, your yeah. wide receivers. See, and yeah, stuff like the people that, so. under, like, they get underlooked. I always try to you draft the CMC. Uh, I always tried to uh, get a running back or get like a good balance. Just get a good balance of a team instead of going after all these stud wide receivers. I mean, there's, there's a couple ways you can do drafts, right? Everybody's different. I like a more balanced team. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like uh, depends who falls. I was trying a mini zero RB right there. Yeah. But uh, but it's an early mock draft, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, early mock draft doesn't really matter that much, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I feel like if it, if you're in the back half of the draft where I was at the nine spot, you can't really like get a running back. I feel like you're reaching because then you'd be taking James Conner at the nine. Well, we're going to try different different uh, strategies this year. We'll do mock drafts. We have mock drafts coming up soon right. and all that stuff. But, we'll uh, do different stuff. It'll be nice to get Tom and Bart on again for another mock draft, have them come over and do a – that was fun the last last year when we did that one. Yeah, Mr. I love Cam Newton. Yeah, well, he'll be he'll be back <laughs> Um. So people uh, respond to your take about Matt Ryan. And what'd they say? Is he going to be your Jimmy Graham this year? He could be. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I like the, right now I like the Atlanta offense this year. Yeah. Nothing has changed. I don't blame you. I agree with your Freeman point. Freeman is there. They got rid of... Uh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. You got Tito there. Edo Smith. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I think they're going to rely on the pass a little bit more. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just we... like Matt Ryan and the offense. The wide receivers are the same. Same wide receivers, a lot of consistency. Uh, you guys, uh, yeah, so check that episode out. It was our most recent one. Uh, we're doing a second episode today. You guys can follow the podcast on Twitter at FatherSonFF. And then my Twitter handle is at JustinFSFF. We got to get a new logo. Our logo is outdated, dude. We have Le'Veon Bell on the Steelers. We have Odell on the Giants. And that's not accurate. I- I'll get us a new one soon. Okay. And then we're also in the works of something new that I can't share yet, but right. hopefully by July we'll have it and it's going to make the podcast just that much better. I'm excited for what's to come. Yep, can't wait. We're also affiliated with the Quant Edge still, so at the Quant Edge, uh, you can, thequantedge.com, use promo code FSFF to save money today. Uh, they would do, it's been for football season, but trust me, my boy Debro, he's uh, also a affiliate with them and he's a writer for them and he says just wait. The, the, the new apps and the improvements that they're making for this thing. It's, it's already crazy. But it's going to be more crazy, and I'm excited to use it and see what I can find. Some little stat nuggets for DFS purposes and some season-long buys. But uh, without further ado, let's just get into today's episode, Dad. All right, let's do it. All right. Biggest talk this offseason. We all know what it is. It's Todd Gurley. He's one so, of the biggest, yep. Um, this dude lit it up last year. He did. And we'll talk about the stats and all that in a second. But then come, he played 14 games. Missed the last two. And a uh, playoffs. little knee injury. In the and playoffs. then, oh, so, you know, the not new, terrible the against the Cowboys, no. though. Let's just say that. No. Oh, him and C.J. Anderson ripped up that Cowboys run defense, and they beat the Cowboys. And I'm not a Giants fan anymore. But, oh, come on. But, no, I'm not. And I'm happy <laughs> to see... The Cowboys lose. I like seeing the Cowboys lose. Oh, I think we Cow- all do. All Giant fans like to see the Cowboys uh, Most lose. of America likes to see the Cowboys and Patriots lose. Unfortunately, the Patriots did not lose. They beat the Rams. And Todd Gurley didn't do that much in the Super Bowl at all. No, and Sean didn't. McVay 
he's not telling you anything about it. You right. can't. He's just not. You can't do so anything. With all about that going on, the knee is a concern. The knee you is concerned. The knee is a concern. So, so, I mean, he's been he's been at camp so far this year, which is just starting. He's not participating in drills. No, but he has I not been that. spotted on the field for any of the Rams workouts. Uh, he said he's feeling pretty good right now. So if he can't say that he's feeling great, then there is a reason to be concerned because uh, we don't know really what to expect in October and beyond. So we're just going to have to wait and see with him. He's not going to be at the top of the draft class this year. He'll probably be in the middle. No. I'm sorry I've seen drop right now. He's yeah. going at the 111 spot in 12-team PPR drafts. Right. He's the running back eight, I think, behind Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Kamara. And then David Johnson has slipped up to the fourth overall pick, which yeah. I think is it's May. It's late May. Right. But, but he's going to definitely be he'll he'll, drop. There'll be some value at the end of the first round. Possibly drop in the second. In some Maybe. dynasty startups, makes sense. He's going to go in the second round because you don't know how long that he's going to stay there right. for and stay intact. So, so this this is probably going to be one of the most watchly, most closely watched fantasy situation of the year because backup Malcolm Brown will carry a big handcuff upside in 2019 fantasy oh, drafts. What, uh, you have to every stats last year? No, other I than the I fact that this dude him. is literally insane, I'll look it up. I just quick. know the knee is a concern, and it's going to be a yeah. concern. So I talked to PTs about this. I talked to a friend of the show, Matthew Betts, about it, and yeah, he yep, said, "Yeah, good guy. We'll have him back on uh, for this offseason to go through some injuries, yep. especially Todd Gurley, to go more in, more in detail about it." Sure. But the rough little like tidbit about it is, it's not necessarily that uh, it's structurally, but it's like, more like pain management. And you know, NFL players are going to drug him up and get him right. out there. So yep. if he can tolerate the pain, I think he'll be okay. But so, another friend of the show, Jesse Reeves, we had him on, and uh, he's a Chargers fan. We'll get it back on what's going on, Jesse. He's probably listening. Uh, Todd Gurley is only one of nine running backs since 2000 that received over 1,200 total touches in the first four years of his career. This is true. 976 of his 1,229 carries came from years two to four. That's three straight years of 300-plus touches. That's a lot of touches is, for any running back. That's a lot of workload. So, so very few of history have ever like handled that w- workload. Like Very few, like I said, only nine running backs, 2,000. And I don't think that you're going to see him get these 25 touches a game. It's not going to happen. It's just you're not going to see it, especially with the knee problem. I think it's going to go down to like 15 to 18 touches a game like a normal running back. And honestly, I'll take the discount if he falls to the second round. Like, yeah, it's going to be concerning, but in redraft, league so you have him for one year i think he still can produce on these limited touches because he still be efficient and the big part of his game was the red zone work and you know touchdown machine so absolutely i i'm not like i'm a little scared about it obviously especially for dynasty purposes but in 2018 yeah he had 1251 yards and 17 touchdowns year before 13 touchdowns and 81 87 targets 2017 81 last year I just limit the touches. He's still going to get work in both the passing game and the goal line, and that's what's important. And then the Rams are a good offense, so I can see him getting in the goal line. Yes. But Daryl Henderson. Yep. Let's get into him now. Um, He's there. He was my number two running back before the draft started. I didn't love the landing spot, but, hey, it, it doesn't. it's not the worst spot possible. He's 5'8", oh. 208 pounds. He had 6.16, 6.16 yards after contact, 57 missed tackles forced, and according to PFF, it didn't matter what gap he went through. He was effective on all around the field. But the one thing I'll say about that is the O-line he created, like the O-line was amazing. Uh, Graham Barfield at NFL.com does a yards created thing. And Memphis offensive line created 2.5 yard, 2.54 yards per carry, which is the most he's ever charted. So he had some holes to run through, but he's still effective through sure. it. You have anything else? Huh? Well, he's you- a Todd Gurley insurance policy, of course. Uh, I believe they moved up in a draft to select – uh, yeah, the they running they back traded up, Memphis. not a lot, but they still right, trade up. But they still trade up and got him in a third round. Um, he's a good change of 
change of pace back, which could provide a threat behind Gurley and Brown, especially if something really does happen to Gurley and he, and he misses some time. Um, like you said, he's 5'8". Uh, he has big playability. He rushed for 22 touchdowns and three passing yeah, touchdowns, touchdowns, and he averaged 8.9 yards a carry. I want to say you said big playability. So yes. 27 of his runs went for 20-plus yard games. Yeah. That, so was, he, that was first right. in the NCAA. Absolutely. He had 15.5 yards per reception. Yep. So not only can he run, he can also catch the ball. That's fifth in the nation yep. among running backs with at least 10 catches, and that's that's good for college. That is good. And like I said, you said the Rams traded up to get him. So I'm – I think that Daryl Henderson is the kind of player, especially in, I mean, Dynasty, you kind of want to acquire if you have Tyler Gurley, that'd be good insurance policy. But he's also the kind of player that can have weekly flex upside because, like I said, they're probably going to limit Todd Gurley's touches so, and uh, they're going to give him some touches. As of right now, Brown is the backup, but that could change I think that's, this I season. think they, they traded up for Henderson for a reason. He's a good running back. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think, uh, but they, I think they traded up to get him just for the insurance policy, too. Yeah, he could be a nobody. He could be a factor right. every week. Right. Uh, I mean, they did mention, of course, May reports I hate, but they did mention right. now he could be the Alvin Kamara of their yeah, offense. Well, he and, does yeah, have you, big playability. You, so. We'd hope so. We'll and then last little tidbit I have about this Daryl Henderson thing is the Rams ran outside zone 217 times during the 2018 regular season. That's 52 more outside zone runs than any other team. Daryl Henderson on outside zone the last two years is 53 attempts, 569 yards, a 10.7 yard per carry, a 7 yard after contact per attempt, also led the nation, and 23 first downs, 16 broken tackles. That's good. That's, that's uh, It's good. Sure and then uh, Tyler Gurley, let's, let's just, I mean, I don't know if he'll have the same production, but he did have 7 out of 14 games. That's 50% of over 28 fantasy points a game. The next closest was James Conner with 38.5%. Well, let's get right into him, James yeah. Conner in the Pittsburgh backfield. What do you got to say about him? Well, the, the Steelers have been talking about moving towards a committee approach. But still, last year alone, Conner had 188 more touches than Jalen Samuels uh, last season, even when missing three games. The depth chart there is probably going to be Conner, Samuels and a fourth round pick that they got was Benny Snell. Benny Snell, more like Benny you know, Snell. So. Four six six forty. He's he's slow, slow. But I get these stats coming up. Yeah. So Mike Clay tweeted out: Cowboys Ezekiel Elliott versus Steelers James Conner through Week Thirteen last year before Conner got injured. Right. They each played twelve games. Each had about six hundred and forty-four snaps for Conner, six sixty-three for Zeke. Uh, they had about the same yards per carry at 4.5, 4.8. Same amount of targets, and Zeke had two more receptions, but they had about the same yards per target. And then fantasy points through week 13 last season was 266 for James Conner, 262 for Ezekiel Elliott. And then you had this report coming out saying, oh, GM was saying, oh, the workhorse thing's available, and now it's scaring people off uh, James Conner. For me, I'm like, no. Trading James Conner in Dynasty. Right. I just got James Conner in my, one of my Dynasty leagues because of this. And I don't remember when the last time the GM decided who was on the field. Right. You know, um, it doesn't really like you know, how many snaps you play weekly. Uh, who cares if he, whatever he wants to say, I don't, like, it's not his decision. It's right. the coach's decision. And Mike Tomlin, I think you saw what James Conner did last season. Right. Well, even last year, he averaged 21 touches a game. He had 13 touchdowns. Now, Conner says he is comfortably open to sharing the ball. With Samuels and Snell. He's going to say I that. I don't believe Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to say that because all. he's a nice team he guy. He wants the top spot, and I believe he's going to get it. I don't think they're going to go to the committee backfield. Even though, even if you look around the league, right, a lot of teams are very successful using multiple backs. I don't think this is a case for that. Now, Connor says he doesn't consider himself the, the lead back for the Steelers. Instead, he said he hasn't earned anything yet. See, I disagree. So year three for Connor will be no more storylines uh, about the – 
the player he's replacing because he's gone. Le'Veon right? Bell, gone. Bell is gone. So there's no more questions about that. There's no more questions about the NFL transition. The moment is all his in Pittsburgh. So it's his to lose. Yeah. So Tomlin, you said committee. I don't right. buy it. I don't, I don't buy, buy it either. It. So Tomlin and the Steelers have only had one season with a rusher under 200 attempts since 2008. Only right. 14 rushers had 200 plus attempts in 2018. Right. He's on pace for a full 16 games. So it was 264 carries, which is be third in the league and was in on 81% of snaps for injury. Right. I'm not buying a committee. I think Connor, yeah, the offense has changed, but I still buy him being a top five potential. You can't d- deny Absolutely. it. Everyone was still like denying his stuff, his what he did last season. But I don't. I'm not buying it. He also averaged the fourth most opportunities, which is targets and carries per game among running backs 2018. That's from Addison Hayes, also a friend of the show. So all these stats, and then that's more than Christian McCaffrey. That's more than David Johnson. That's more than Joe Mixon. That's more than Melvin Gordon. That's more than Alvin Kamara. And then right now, those players are all getting drafted ahead of him, except right. for Mixon. All right. So. I think that offense is still going to be the Steelers' offense, so let's get into the wide receivers. Um, I want to start with the non-Juju ones. We'll get to Juju later. But uh, Dante Moncrief, what do you have on him? Uh, uh, he's probably the number two on the depth chart, currently the most likely candidate to start on the outside opposite Juju. He's a good uh, route runner. He might not be long-term answer, but for 2019, he probably is going to be. With, with Brown gone, because there's, there's big shoes to fill with Brown gone, right? There's, there's some pretty big shoes. Uh, I'll get into that when we talk about Juju. But Moncrief, they acquired this offseason. He's kind of been like the guy that everyone thinks is going to break out, you know, the past couple of years, like, oh, Dante right. Moncrief. Then he went to Jacksonville. I was like, ah, that's yeah. not a good landing spot. But he's fast. Like, his combine right. was a 4 4 That's a, And he also had a 97th percentile speed score. And he had an 18.1 breakout age. Breakout age is really good for telling uh, if a uh, it's a pretty good correlation with success in the NFL. And that's 18.1 is in the 100th percentile. So the best of the best, he's up there with it. But he hasn't really, you know, been that great. And I'll also say Big Ben was number three in deep ball targets per uh, game. So he had 84 total. And he was number one in the pass attempt distance, which means he likes to air the ball out. But only 26 in deep ball completion. But that could also be because of how many he threw compared to other quarterbacks. Like, if you throw more, you're going to probably miss more. Than not, but like that's promising for like Moncrief's game. You well, saw somebody on that offense has got to catch the balls with Brown gone. I mean, Juju's going to catch his share and he's going to catch a lot of share this year, but he's not going to still. Brown got a lot of catches and someone else has got to catch the ball. So Moncrief is probably their number two. Possibly. I don't think he is. We'll get to the who I think number two is in a second, but you have Eli Rogers written down. He's still there. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Rogers and Swisser have game experience, both played mainly as slot receivers. But they can play any other positions, so they can. The Steelers at any time can go four or five wide with these guys. Yeah. Um, do you have anything on the rookie they drafted, Deontay Johnson? So, I oh, mean, I say uh, with with the third round pick, that's what they took. Yeah, they took him in the third round, and the track record for Steelers and drafting wide receivers in that range is pretty good. He's also been compared to Emmanuel Sanders and Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah they're gonna try to make it seem the right, best as possible. Right. right. Uh, this dude's slow. 18th percentile speed score, 7th percentile catch radius, and a 4 5 3 40. That's not what we really like to see. But the thing that he does really well, and probably while like, they're comparing him to Antonio Brown, or he's trying to, is that he can separate very well, and he's a really good route runner. And like I said, Steelers had some good luck with the wide receivers in the past in the draft, but uh, he's a good producing in the red zone. But I'd rather have Moncrief or this other guy who I'm about to talk about, and that's James Washington. James Washington is the kind of guy that I think can succeed in year two, and I don't know why no one's talking about him in the fantasy industry. Like no one's really saying like, "Oh, watch out for this sleeper." He's he's really cheap in drafts, basically free in like the fifteenth right. round. Yep. Makes no sense. He's down fifteen pounds, so he's down to like two hundred nine, two ten in year two. 
And next, like most times, uh, you don't like to see the wide receivers lose weight, but he was like kind of built like a running back. So this is a good sign. And he came out saying that 2019 is a season of urgency for him. Uh, another thing about James Washington last season, when he was fifth in the league in average target distance at 17.2 yards. He also had a good breakout age at 18.4, and that's 97th percentile. And uh, 38 targets last year with 16 receptions, but 42% of those targets, so only 24, were deemed catchable. So, like, 16 out of 24 is not bad at all. That's so not like, bad yeah. at all. And those uh, 42% that were catchable, that was ranked 107th in the league. That's not good at all. No. But if, if he can get some opportunity out there, he could be the number two wide receiver in offense that was number one in team pass plays at 44.6 per game last season. That's but I don't really think they're going to throw as much this year just because they don't have Antonio Brown. Uh, and according to playerprofile.com, uh, his best comparable is DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. That's that's not a bad comparable no, at all no, to be compared no, to the best wide receiver in the league right now, I think. Yep. Um, so let's talk about Juju. His best comparable, it's also DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. So what do you guys say about Juju, Dad? He's def- he is definitely the clear-cut number one. He's probably one of the best receivers working out of the slot. Uh, they're probably going to move him all over the field and find ways to get him the ball because he is that good. With Brown gone, now it's his time to really shine, so... I think he's going to be he's going to do very well there. He's going as the fifth wide receiver in drafts right now at the two hundred two. That's, that's good. Uh, that's, that's that's appropriately priced. Yep. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, he's ahead of OBJ right now, which I think is going to change that's come draft season. Ahead of season. Antonio Brown too, right? Ahead of Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown right now. Uh, he's going. I think tenth or eighth. No, but we'll, get also, to, we'll get to him in a minute. Yeah, he's behind Julio. So right. Julio, you like the Falcons' offense? I do like, the Falcons you like Julio offense. or Juju this year in fantasy? Julio. I like the Atlanta offense. That's close for me. I like the Atlanta offense. Later um, in the year, when we talk about the Atlanta offense sometime. Uh, I got to find someone to replace my love for Jimmy Graham. You're thinking it's going to be Julio? I don't you, know. I haven't, you have one of those, I haven't said anything You got to have yet. one of those mid-round guys. It's too early to say anything. Let me say. But somebody's going to replace Jimmy Graham this year. <laughs> they, are you going to let him down like Jimmy Graham let people I down hope, last year? I hope not because Jimmy Graham did let me down last year. We weren't happy about that. He had all his opportunities. Remember, I bet we had 10 touchdowns. Yeah, I know we did. Remember when I got called yeah, crazy yeah. for my O.J. Howard versus Jimmy Graham bet last yeah. year? The best thing last year, though, was our fantasy football record, me against you. Oh, well, what was that? Uh, <laughs> you were like 0-4 or 0-whatever. You were 0-something. Yeah, so Juju's 22 years yeah. old. I, I noticed I how you quickly moved away from that subject. No, I'm just going to go. He, yeah, all right. Go Not only that, like with Antonio Brown there, he was number two in red zone receptions with 16 and number one in the NFL, number one in yards after the catch. He had 166 targets last year. That's a lot. He had a 31.2% red zone share, which was sixth in the league, whereas Antonio Brown had a 27% red zone target share, which was 12th in the league. And like we said, he's gone. So the 12th in the league in red zone like target percentage is available, and I think some of that goes to Juju, but you're obviously going to see it move around. Maybe the new rookie, like they said, he could be good in the red zone. Maybe you see him get more targets. Vance McDonald, interests me. We'll talk about him in another episode, but... Juju's gonna get more targets regardless, I think. Like so 166 is a lot. Maybe the total passing volume does go down, but he's still gonna have that big target share closer to 30%, which is I like to see my number one wide receiver. So in the end zone though, end zone end zone target share, Antonio Brown had a forty six point five percent. That's fourth in the league, whereas Juju had twenty point nine, which is forty sixth in the league. I think you can see Juju get more targets in the end zone this year. Seven touchdowns both his first two years. I think you're going to see that closer to hopefully 10 this year. And I'm excited for Juju. I could see that happen. That could happen very easily. Very yeah. possible. So he also had a 20, Juju had a 27.8% air yard market share, which was 12th in the league. And Antonio Brown had a 38.5%, which was third in the league. And that's per Jesse Reeves. We found that out. So 
he's gone. There's more air yards available, like yeah. we said. So hopefully some go to Juju. And like I said, they're probably going to go more run. But they st- I think they're still going to be top half in the league in passing. It's not number one, but maybe like 10. Oh, they're still going to have to pass the ball. Yeah. And then people, their argument against Juju is, oh, Antonio Brown's not there to draw away coverage. I mean, no. if you do projections, like just that just said, means more opportunity. The Steelers can go four or five wide, so they got to cover somebody. They got to cover somebody, and you can't, you know, double team Juju, sure, but he's in no. the slot. Like right. you, you have a slot receiver, and that's big. When you put right. those good big guys in the slot, like they produce, like Michael Thomas, yep. you saw Julio go in the slot and whatnot. But let's get into the person who's calling out Juju on Twitter, and that's Antonio oh. Brown. So he's going seven wide receiver now, two oh eight. Oh, they say he was a big head case in the locker room, especially when he didn't get the ball right. So in nine seasons with the Steelers, he went to the playoffs six times. In 10 playoff games, he caught 51 passes for 837 yards and four touchdowns. We know Antonio Brown's one of the best receivers in the league, okay? One of the best receivers in history, right. you could say. So in saying that, now he goes to Oakland. So Carr, meanwhile, has yet to play in the postseason. He hasn't played a postseason game ever. So the Raiders are counting on Brown to be a big success. So Carr and Brown are doing a lot of bonding on the field and working out together, blah, 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 stuff like that. So the problem with Brown is he had problems with Big Ben when he didn't get the ball. So we'll just have to see how that goes when the ball goes somewhere else <laughs> for minimal yardage instead of to Brown. Will he do the same thing to Carr as he did to uh, Roethlisberger? We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, he's still a great talent, and he's not going as high in drafts as he used to. So that tells you something between Roethlisberger and Carr. I mean, he's going to a different team, so – We'll have to see. They have to throw the ball to somebody. And yeah, so I, I think he'll do well there too. But we'll have to see. You think he's still gonna be top ten? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's Antonio Brown. He's gonna get his catches. Top eight, or you're saying back end of that, like eight, uh, nine, ten area. I'm gonna it's, say back end right now. Okay, I have him around eight. I think right now. Uh, he's obviously gonna like go down in production a little bit because well, he has touchdowns. But he's gonna get volume, and that's the important thing. So he's gonna have a little more volume, but like overall his touchdown rate is probably going to go down because it's Derek Carr. But Derek Carr was the most accurate deep passer in 2018, and they were 18th in uh, deep attempts. And so, I don't know. You didn't really see Derek Carr do that well last year, but who was he really throwing to? They lost Amari Cooper. Well, yeah, when Cooper left, everything changed. It was, it was nothing. And um, his receivers, Derek Carr's receivers last year, were 26th in the league, uh, 32 teams, right. in reception target separation. So they weren't, the receivers really weren't creating that much space for him. That changes with Antonio Brown there. Sure, he's going to create sure space. He's yeah. going to get open. and He's, he's going to get the ball. He's going to get targets. Yeah, right. So I like the second round discount a lot, especially if I'm in the front half of the draft. I can get one of those top four running backs, yep. come around a second and get Antonio Brown. Sure. I got no problem with that. That sounds good to me. Yep. I'll take that. He's going to get volume. He's going to get his share. Yeah, he's definitely going to get his share. So Oakland also added some new pieces this year through the draft and free agency. They picked up uh, Josh Jacobs yep. and then running back from Alabama. So. Now that we know where he landed, we talked about him in the running back episode. They spent a first-round pick on him. Yeah, let's see what you guys say about him. He could be in line for a good rookie year, I mean, in 2019. Has been considered the best at the RB position in this draft class. you agree with that? I had Miles Sanders, number one. But I think for skill set, yeah, because I think not only can he run, he can pass catch, he can also pass block. So I think he has the all-around skill set. I don't know if I'd say best running back in the draft class, but I do think he's top three. You can't discredit it. And the landing spot's not that bad. Oakland was 23rd in rushing attempts last year, and they upgraded their offensive line this year. And I think it's going to change. It's kind of going to go to a, a more run-heavy. Yeah, well, the thing I have with Oakland is they, they have a cluster of running backs. They got Doug Martin, Jalen Rashard. No, Doug Martin's crap. They got 
I'm just I like Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard is sneaky. DeAndre sneaky. Washington and Chris Warren. Warren actually led the NFL in rushing in preseason last year, but yeah. a knee injury forced him to miss the entire his entire rookie season. Barton and I so, really like Chris Warren a lot, but yeah. now they took Jacobs in the first round, they're not right. going to not give him the ball. Right. So that kind of sucks for my Warren shares in Dynasty, but yeah. I mean. So even though they have a cluster of running backs, when you spend a first-round pick on a running back, expectation is for him to start, right? He's going to so start. They're, they're going to expect him to start. Now, he showed us at Alabama that he can not only run the ball, but he also – has fan, is been fantastic in a passing game. Yes. And that's why Gruden loves from his running backs. He loves to run and to be able to catch the ball. Yeah, I think you're going to see Doug Martin get less work, and you're going to see Jalen uh, Richard yeah, still be like the back that they use in some situations because he, he can make plays happen. He's also a home run threat. But, yeah, I don't mind Josh Jacobs. Um, the situation, it's a good situation, I'd sure say, because he's the yeah. only like real back there. Yep. <clears throat> and they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have got him in the first round if they weren't going to start him. No. Um, I don't like where he's going in drafts, though. At all, Where's he going? going as a 17th running back off mm. the board. That's mid third round in 12 team PPR leagues, and it's May right now. And you know the rookie hype's going to be there the whole right. preseason, so yep. that's bound to increase a little sure. bit. And I'm not touching him in the second round at all. Mm. I'm not touching him in the third. I want him late third, early fourth if I get him. Fourth Which, round is a good spot for him. But you know, like you said, it's it's the end of May now, so you you got two months before things really mm. start. You're going to be hype. Sure, there is. So I don't know. Another Alabama running back that. I want to talk about is Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry. Um, he's 24. You I, like Derrick Henry? I don't want wow. to like him. No, I don't want to like him. But I'm starting to like him. Well, let's hear it. I want to, um, all right, he's going as the 18th running back right now. So the next running back after Jacobs, and that's at the 309. And then the back end of the third round, I'm, I'm actually going to be taking him. He's going to move up because he's in a contract year. Yeah. He's going to move up. In I hope not. We'll see where he goes. No, he's going to. I mean, I don't think they're going to move him that much ahead of Josh Jacobs just because it is Derrick Henry and he's burned people in the past. So little thing that uh, Marcus Mosher found was last 500 carries between Zeke and Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry had 2,293 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 4.5 yards per carry. Zeke had 2,255 yards, 13 touchdowns, 4.51 yards per carry. I'm not saying that. Henry is better than Zeke, but I still think the Cowboys should have not taken Zeke and took Henry in the second round because that offensive line, all Derrick Henry needs to do is get into that second level past oh, offensive yes. line, and he's he's one of the hardest people to bring down. He's also really fast for his size. Um, so the main thing with Henry that like, I don't really like is like they don't really target him at all. He's not really a factor in the passing game. Well, that, that's I think that's going to change this year, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. Yeah, so he had 15 targets his first season, 17 his second, 18 last, which is but he had 15 catches. That's an 83.3% catch rate. And you're not going to get more targets because they have someone called Deion Lewis there who's a right. pass-catching back. Deion Lewis played 16 games last season. This is Deion Lewis we're talking about, who's injured all the time. Yep. Last season, I believe, was an anomaly. I hope he stays healthy just for, like, you know, player's sake, but he's He's got some injury risk with him. So if he misses any time, you have to think that he had 67 targets last year. 67 targets. Some of them have got to go to Henry. Right. I, I used to think. So I think they can hopefully, if he were to get injured, give Henry more pass attempts. But why do you think they're going to give him more pass attempts this year? Well, look, this season will determine if he gets that big multi-year deal. Because, like I said, he's in a contract year. Mm-hmm. So his first two and a half seasons were nothing special. Right? He didn't do anything his first two and a half years. But he had a breakout finish to 2018 with 585 yards and seven touchdowns in their final four games. That's pretty good. Those are good stats right there in the final four games. So the question is, which Derrick Henry will we see in 2019? Yeah. Um, right? So what, 
what I what I feel is with Mariota one hit away from injury at any given time. <laughs> he put on some weight. He put 13 pounds yeah. on, so hopefully he doesn't get injured as right. often. So the Titans are begging for the running game to step up and take some load off the passing game. So it's his time to shine. He's in a contract year. He needs to take the load off the passing game and help Mariota out. Yeah. So the team was ninth in the league in run plays, and Henry was 11th in the league in carries. He had 215 last year. Uh, he was second in yards created and number one in yards created per carry, third in juke rate, and fourth in the beta tackle. So he's evasive once he gets out in space. They've had a good offensive line on paper the past two years, but they haven't really been able to produce. And this year they're saying, again, top three offensive line. So imagine if the offensive line actually does perform. Well, they perform. better protect Mariota because, they have like to. I said, he's one hit away from Yeah, so if the disaster. offensive line is, you know, I like good offensive lines. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not a big right. fan of the Titans' offense. Right. Like, I like picking players on good offenses, but they are going to be run heavy. Like you said, I believe they're going to be run heavy, yeah. so I like to see the volume there. He didn't break 60 rushing yards any game till week 13, like I said, the last four weeks. Last four weeks yeah. And he had seven games out of the 12, the first 12, with 10 or less carries. I don't like well, seeing that. Well, the one that. game I think he ran for a 100-yard yard carry too, right? The 99-yard touchdown run, but that was, that was week 13 when he went on okay. against Jacksonville for 238 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Right. But, and, and a lot of people didn't even start him then. No, you had him on his bench. Yeah, you had him on the bench if you if you did have right. him, which kind of sucks. But yeah, he didn't have ten. He had ten or less carries, right. which means ten, nine, eight, in seven out of the twelve games. They gotta change that. You gotta give right. him the ball. He's not a kind of guy you can give ten carries and hope for hundred yards. He's kind of right. guy you give him twenty carries or so, and then he'll get you some yards because he needs more opportunity just because the offensive line didn't really protect him. Right. And then after week thirteen against the Giants, he got thirty three carries for hundred and seventy yards and two touchdowns. And then 21 carries and then 16. So, yeah, weeks 13 through 16 when they gave him a little more carries and he got going, right. he had 80 yards in every single game. Right. Didn't even break 60 right. ever until week 13. And then last year you saw him once he got the carries. So, and like started I said, what, which Henry are we going to see this year? I'm buying Henry. I don't want to, but I'm getting Henry. Okay. I don't like it. Uh, I mean, hey, he's, he's a tough player to love. I mean, he's, he's going to move up in drafts, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll move up too much, but I do think he's going to move up in drafts. And yep. I'm, I'm taking Derrick Henry in the third round, wow. late third round. So, yeah, I think if, depending on the pick I have. If I have an early third-round pick, I don't know. We'll see who's on the board, and we'll see where my roster is looking at. But I, I'm excited for Derrick Henry this year, and I don't like saying that because I don't like doing that. I don't like picking guys who went off late last season to be better this season, but I, I don't know why. It's it, too late. You already said it. I already said it. It's, I, I'm, it's I told early. You. We'll have to see what what happens. Yeah. Like I said, it's May. It's the end of May. It is the end of May. Training camps just opened up. We'll have to see what, what's going on. Yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, gave you some really good facts about some guys. It changed up the format this year. We're not really going the whole like division to division this year. We're just gonna, I'm going to pick out some guys that are popular picks or who I think are values and who my dad thinks are values or sleepers or who to avoid and see who we disagree on yep. and try to do that. But Julio Jones over Juju? I mean, I'm not putting it on the board yet. No, you can't put nothing on the board yet. Let's, put it on the May. table. No, we're not doing nothing yet. Not yet. It's but early. Things it's could change. Probably gonna All happen. I'm saying is I like the Atlanta offense. Oh, you love the Atlanta offense already. Well, we're not going to love yet because that bit me last year with Jimmy Graham. So. Oh, so there's no, there's no love Later this year? Later on in the season, there's going to be some love. Yeah. Right now, we're not going to say it. <laughs> not going to say it yet. It's too early. It is too early. May 30th, I'm going to record right. this. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, once again, my Twitter is at JustinFSFF, and then the podcast Twitter is at FatherSonFF. You made it this far and you're still listening, uh, f- subscribe if you're new. Uh, turn our notifications on. Download the episodes. We like downloads. We don't care if you listen to it. 
you can download it that helps us out right. and then any five star review we write on the podcast next episode so yeah keep, write it up and listener league we gotta get started up soon too yeah we'll do that too. so we'll start that probably in like late June okay. late June area. sure alright yeah thanks for listening guys and we'll see you guys next time enjoy enjoy